When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to Relationship Theory Live. We're on time. We are on time. We were literally just sitting here waiting, going, <laughs> what do we do? Like, but this is literally the only show that's always like a mad scramble at the end. Yeah. Like everything else is, you know, on time, it's timely. So Well, thank I'm very you for excited. joining us, guys. This yes, subject indeed. is really interesting. Do you know what we're talking about? I do, only because you just said it. Otherwise, uh, I, I would not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, super exciting because I get asked questions a lot about this. Um, really? Yeah. Interesting. You don't, you don't think I would? I didn't know that you frequently got asked. No. Yeah. I know it's something you and I talk about, but yeah. I didn't know that you frequently got asked about yeah. it. Yeah. So um, drop in the comments, guys, if you have any questions based on Word. this subject or really any subjective topic. Mexico City. Hey, what is Mexico that, Mexico City. City? Yeah, drop it in the comments and we'll be answering live. We will indeed. We're going to get straight to it. Let's no wasting it. the time. All right. Um, let's do it. All right, kickoff question. This is from Courtney Larson. Hey guys, two-part question here. When it comes to the alpha and beta roles in a relationship, can you talk about the defining or core characteristics of these personality types? Shall I read the second one? Oh no, that? let's, yeah. Well, read the whole thing okay. and then... And second part of it, are these relationship roles innate or can they be worked on or somehow controlled or modified? Can an alpha work on developing traits that are traditionally beta? Can a beta work on developing traits that are traditionally alpha? Love this question. So let's go over to part one first. I'm going to repeat it. When it comes to the alpha and beta roles in a relationship, can you talk about the defining or core characteristics of these personality types? Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to way oversimplify this. And so I don't want anybody out there uh, to panic. I'm trying to make this accessible and something that people can use um, in their relationship. So you've got the decision maker is traditionally the alpha. And then you have the executor, traditionally the beta. So it isn't that either role is better. It is simply that they are roles. Now, where people run into trouble is they think that alpha means dictator, which it absolutely does not. And I will say that the ultimate alpha, the most interesting alpha, the alpha that I long to be like is Nelson Mandela. And Nelson Mandela learned, which... I didn't expect you to say him. Do you know why I go last in team meetings? Why? Because of Nelson Mandela. So Nelson Mandela said, read the book, Long Walk to Freedom. It is one of the greatest books I've ever read in my life. So here you have this guy, Nelson Mandela, um, who learned from his father, who was the tribal chief, that a good leader listens first and listens first and then speaks. And really hearing everybody's concern, really making sure that people feel their equality. And I'm reading a book right now called Endurance, which is um, about a guy named Lord Shackleton who tried to be the first person to cross the Antarctic from east to west. And it's the whole story about how they fail, but it's extraordinary. And even after this insanely arduous journey, where these are examples of two alphas, by the way, that I admire beyond all reason and measure. And both of them felt that it was insanely important to make sure that everybody 
saw you as an equal and Lord Shackleton, it used to drive him nuts because people would give him more. They would sneak him more food because their rations were so tight and they would like, the, um, the cook would like secretly add more to his. And when he found out, he would go fucking nuts. He was like, I, it is so important for morale, for people to understand like that I am their equal. So that's something that's, that's so critical to understand that being an alpha does not mean that you're the boss, all right? Being the alpha simply means, hey, we've looked at everybody's skill set. You're a good listener. You have um, leadership qualities, meaning you're going to be out front. You're going to lead from the front. And you have the ability to make the highest quality decision. Oftentimes, though, making that decision is about getting the information from everybody else. So in our relationship, we are two equals who come to the table and we say, hey, both of our ideas need to be heard. If, however, we find ourselves at loggerheads, neither of us can convince the other, then at the end of the day, because you always do it in a respectful manner, because you always listen and take my ideas into account, because whenever humanly possible, we compromise, if we're just at an impasse, you will be the one that makes a decision. So, and we've done that because like vision, future vision, creating that and knowing like how to play the long game. That's just where I excel naturally. And it's where I put a lot of my time and energy to get good at that. Okay. So that's me. And that's, we'll call the traditional alpha role. What changed our minds about what a beta is, was watching a documentary on wolves and I had always had like this uneasy feeling about beta and that in my mind, like a beta was somehow worse and like who would ever want to be the Everyone beta? Everyone thinks that that's the problem. 100%. And so I used to always tell people, hey, do yourself a favor and marry a woman who has uh, a very strong alpha father who is a really hard worker because I was thinking that's the kind of person that is is going to be comfortable in that role because I was like, oh, like beta is so like this negative connotation. So that's how we come into this documentary. I never would have called her beta, not because I didn't think it, but because I, it seemed offensive. And then we watched this documentary and I realized uh, the beta is stronger. The beta is the one that protects the alpha. The beta is the one that like is the enforcer and seeing like well, I literally have the chills. The so it was a, a literal a human, uh, an actual guy goes and lives with these wolves, raises them from the time that they're puppies, teaches them how to howl, feeds them everything, and then goes in and is um, with these these wolves. And he is the alpha. But then the interesting part was he goes away. I don't remember why, but he ends up having to leave for too long. And when he comes back, there's a new alpha in the group. And so then you got to see the dynamic of the, how he had to come in as a human, lay on his back, let the alpha show dominance. And then when they went to feed, you got to see the beta in action. And the beta would, was like the most badass looking of all the wolves. First of all, just look like a stud. And bigger than the alpha. Bigger right? than the, significantly yeah, bigger yeah. than the alpha. Backed everyone else off. Let the alpha have, in this particular moment, let the alpha have um, the liver, which is like the most nutrient dense. So the alpha always gets the liver. The beta backed everyone else off. And I thought, that's like, it was so powerful. And some part of me was like, I want to be the beta. Like, I want to be the badass in the group. And then I thought, okay, this, that's when I really realized it's not that one role is better. It's just that they're roles. So you've got the alpha. He needs to be the decision maker. He needs to be the one that's prepared to be out front. But the alpha is weaker without the beta, like significantly weaker. 
And I thought, that is so true in my marriage. And so all of a sudden I realized I've been able to do what I've been able to do because you facilitate. Because you go, okay, cool. I recognize that from a desire standpoint and a natural ability standpoint, you want to be a decision maker. You want to map out the future and you want to step out front and lead. And then from a natural ability standpoint and where I feel most comfortable, I want to take that idea and say, uniquely, I'm able to execute this in a way that you would not, certainly by yourself, and then when it comes to like really mapping out the how we execute, I know that you have better ideas and that listening to you in that moment and respecting the credibility that you've earned there makes all the sense in the world. So we just began to really think about the power of them as equally powerful roles and that understanding that dynamic and understanding who's got credibility where that we could end up doing more. So I'll call that the natural not the natural, the typical definition. And yes, it's an oversimplification, but it gives you an idea. Yeah, love that. Um, all right, so, so then going on to the second part of this question, are these relationship roles innate or can they be worked on or somehow controlled or modified? Can an alpha work on developing traits that are traditionally beta or can a beta work on developing traits that are traditionally alpha? So by nature, I'm beta. So... And I don't know if that's because that's how I was raised and my own dad isn't like an aggressive alpha. And so I just didn't see a role model for that. So I very much slipped into the sort of funny friend role. Um, and I didn't have, like I wasn't trying to lead anything um, and certainly wouldn't have excelled at that at that time if I had tried to. Um, and so for sure. And then as I got older, I started to... Um, want that. I wanted to step forward. I wanted to take myself more seriously. I wanted to develop myself. And so I started surrounding myself with ideology about being willing to lead from the front, stepping out front, reading about people like Alexander the Great, who were great warriors, not just because they were strategically genius, but because they actually had a spear in their hand and they were at the front line and the respect that that gave the people in their army. And I just started thinking about not just him, but a lot of people that were like that, the whole notion of leading from the front. And that was something that I valued in myself, being willing to step forward and do that. And so. That's so interesting. I don't know why it never dawned on me, but just as you were speaking, I was like, before we met, I was traditionally alpha. Yes. I was like, no guy's gonna tell me what to do. I am my own woman, I'm independent. And um, if I get in a relationship where a guy starts telling me what to do, like he's you not were for aggressive. Like I was aggressive, yeah. I think because A, <coughs> I'd um, come out of a relationship where I felt like I had been emotionally um, not abused, I think that's a bit of a strong word, but he wasn't nice to me. Right. Um, and so once I left that relationship, I was like, right, I'm never doing it again. And that's part of my personality. I kind of drew a line in the sand. Um, I was like, I'm, I'm going to make sure this never happens again. So my walls go up. I'm independent. No guy's going to tell me what to do. And then I started realizing as I was dating, when I would date guys that were somewhat submissive, more of the beta, like actually was like, I don't, me personally, I actually don't find this attractive. I kind of want a guy to take the lead. And then going back to like, my father, my dad was an absolute alpha and I always had a lot of respect for him, um, admired him. And so he gave me almost, he was like my compass. Mm. He gave me that safety. And I remember thinking like, I actually don't enjoy being with someone who isn't at least at my equal. And I had been fighting that whole time, trying to find someone that was, wasn't my equal. That was a beta role. And then when I found it, I was like, wow, actually this isn't what I beta role as you used to as define it. As I used it. to define yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. So then when Which I... is, and I think we both did this, we defined when we didn't know better, 
that alpha was dominant and beta was submissive. Right. And now I know better. It's, it's totally not Definitely like not that. And, but that's actually why I think I resisted it so long because I had so associated being beta with being submissive. And I'm like, I'm not a submissive woman. Like, I don't get pushed around. You can't push me around. Like, I still feel very strongly about that and my independence and my vision. And so I felt like I had to give all that up if I was going to slip into a beta yeah. role because I had to be submissive. That means that I didn't have an opinion, that I couldn't be part of the discussion, that it meant what you said goes. And over time, I think just in general for me and you, I think we just define what it means to us and what works for us and always coming at it with respect because that was another thing is that I always thought that alpha, you know, you say what goes and then even if I have an opinion, you don't show the respect to listen, pay attention, have the discussion. And when I realized that, why, like, why do we, why do I see it like <coughs> that? Like that's not how, um, it doesn't empower me, doesn't empower you, doesn't work as a couple. Um, so I think we just redefined what that meant for us, what our roles were, and then really kind of getting uber specific, I think is a big thing that we do as well. Like be very specific about certain situations or like when we have discussions, like I really do want to be heard and you're always giving me that respect and I'm just repeating myself. I'll get on to the, um, oh, so I guess we covered that then. So yes, I guess. Yeah. You, I, I think you mm. can develop it. That's the punchline. A hundred percent. I think people can, it's, what do you value? And when I was young, I didn't even think about, um, you know, alpha, beta. I just thought um, I did what was natural and I was anxious. So I avoided things that made me nervous. I'm, I remember promising myself as a teenager that as an adult, I would never do anything that made me feel nervous is what I called it back then, that I'll never do anything that makes me feel nervous again. So like I had a desire, I had made a promise to myself that I could recede into the background. So, but then I chose not to value that. And this is a big part of why I'm so obsessed with storytelling because it was through characters that I admired that I began to change my identity. I wanted to be more like them, both real and imagined. Um, and so, yeah, you, you can change it. Identity is tied to the things that you decide to value. And you can change your identity by valuing something new. And I think assessing that something doesn't have to be so black and white. So just because you're a beta doesn't mean that you're not strong. Just because you're a beta doesn't mean you have you don't have your own opinions, that you can't be independent, that you can't be forceful. Um, yeah, and I, I had a total misconception that that's what it meant. And so the whole alpha beta thing we talk about a lot because it does like spark people, like get curious or like they get annoyed. Like, oh my God, especially women, like, oh, you're, you're happy that you're beta? And I'm like, yeah, because I don't see it as a negative. Right. I don't see it as the submissive person that it's the, not. The general it has public nothing is. to do with yeah. submission. Yeah, exactly. So she is not submissive. Let me just <laughs> aggressively make that statement. <laughs> All right, guys, we're answering questions live, so drop them in the comments below if you've got any questions on this subject. Um, and also, if we are bringing you value, please do click that share button. Word. That is our one ask that we do have for you guys. So click, click, click that share. Um, all right. So this next question comes from Patricia Combs. Is it possible to be both alpha and beta, or rather have to be both and be successful? Or rather have both and be successful. Um, in a relationship, I think you really have to define your roles with each other because we found that if we were both trying to be um, the alpha, we were just butting heads. Like there's no clear, okay, you do this. Like we've actually had the discussion. All right, if, if someone comes in and tries to rob us, um, 
the last thing I want to do is run, especially if he's going after them. Like, I want to be behind you. Like, yeah, I've got my back too, baby. Um, but we've had the discussion. He's like, under no circumstances do you follow me. Like, you go in that room, you hide, you do this, you do that. Like, we are so clear about our roles and our actions because in that moment, it's like the whole duck thing. So the one thing that he hates... Oh, where, if I say duck, yeah, yeah. So if he says to me, duck, I'll be like, but why? Oh, and God. he's like, for heaven's sake. He's like, something literally could have been coming at your head. Like, we have to understand. I'm here to protect you. So please don't ask me why. And it's in my my personality to be a very a control freak. So I'm always asking why and like, so I can figure out whether that's a good idea or not. And so we've had to go over. He's like, look, babe, I swear to God, like, you just have to duck. You have to trust me that I'm here to protect you. And if I say duck, duck, and then we can have the conversation after. So that's when I was like, okay, like getting super specific about the roles and where you guys play, like has helped us tremendously. Um, Yeah, I'll say that it's in like on paper. Yes. In reality, it's a little more porous than that. I think everybody is a shade of... Um, alpha on certain subjects and a shade of beta on others and and it's a look it's a push and pull and that's why I said at the beginning I'm gonna oversimplify this just to make it accessible Mm -hmm. Um, but I think over time you're really going to realize that yeah it it, you know it's it's give and take and on um, on a lot of different things we I think have because we talk so much about it and because we work together and the dynamic plays very well for us in work as well um, I'm strategy and she's execution. And since that's largely how we define um, those roles of decision-making and execution, um, then it, it's gotten maybe a little more rigid over time. But in the beginning, it was really porous. Yeah, but you're right, actually. We also do establish language so that if there is that like crossover, we can actually communicate that versus like... Um, who was, oh, never mind, some guest on that we had on the show, but he was like, stay in your lane. And he was, the wife was like, I can't believe you told, told me to stay in my lane. Um, right, like you shouldn't be in that situation where you have to feel like you stay in this lane, you stay in right. this line and there's no crossing over. And I think that's what you're saying, right? With yeah, you. 100%. Yeah, because for us, the language we also implement is, okay, if I say this is important, even if, like, if we come to heads and it's a vision that you have and I'm like, I feel very strongly and you're like, no, this is how we need to do it. And I'm like, this is important to me. That will snap like that thing in your head was like oh shit like now we've gone into a different zone of just being um the visionary and the executioner so um that's also very important because the last thing i want to feel like is that i am trapped trapped in this role because i think that there's an evolution with couples anyway so that's a big thing for me um i've got some fan shout outs we've got uh, people from fargo Tallahassee, Cancun, Australia, New Zealand, Texas, Canada, Tacoma, Mexico City, and Florida. What's up, people? Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Love, love, love. Big shout out. Um, And we are answering questions, so drop them in the comments below. All right, next question. This is from Morgan Meyer. Can you talk more about the traits of a beta? We used to have clearly defined roles, and I feel like now it's a power struggle. That's interesting. Um, So... The power struggle comes when you guys don't necessarily trust that each person's in the right role. And this gets really tricky when it is um, situation specific. So sometimes one person is the right person to lead and other times the other person is the right person to lead. And so this really comes down to a question of credibility, credibility with yourself, credibility with the other person. And I think that being like 
willing to define in what areas each of you have credibility, I think is pretty important. We talk a lot about that and they're not always easy conversations because sometimes you think you have area of credibility or you have credibility in an area and the other person does not think you have credibility or they don't think that you have as much credibility as they have. And so actually talking through that stuff and being open, by the way, to the realization that, oh, I'm not as good at that as I thought that I was. And that's why I say like it, it, leadership really can be porous. So if there's a time where the other person is the right person to lead, like being willing to acknowledge that is incredibly powerful and letting that person take the lead. And like, look, the reality is I don't mind in acute moments not being in the lead. I wouldn't want to sustain it over time. That's just me. Like, I like the challenge of being out front. I like to learn about myself out there on that edge, figuring things out, to obsess over the strategy and all that stuff. That's what I love. She doesn't like that. So she doesn't want to put that time and energy into like the strategy and having to think about it. She loves being given something really specific and being able to then dive into the specificity of it. That for her is is what she really craves. And so I find that giving her the um, like the direction and saying, okay, this is what we're trying to accomplish, that actually gives her that confidence. It gives her the courage to move forward. So she, while she doesn't mind stepping into the leadership role in acute moments, she doesn't want to stay there and doesn't find comfort in that. So um, when you're having that collision, it's almost certainly because you guys don't agree on who has credibility and you may both like being out in the leadership position. And this is where, like, I wish I had an easier answer because I just want to say like, hey, we're all equal. We all have amazing talents. And But the truth is sometimes while we are all equal, we're not as good as the other person or as desirous to get good in the same things. So that can be tricky. And overcoming that in a relationship, the only way to do it is through a massive amount of communication. But I've seen alphas where you have two alphas in a relationship, it does not look fun. And I've seen where we have two betas in the relationship and that doesn't look fun because you're not able to get the progress of people having a, what I'll call a dominant role. It's not the only role that you're gonna play in the relationship, but you have a dominant role um, that you're able to channel into so that you guys are able to get forward momentum going in your life. Now, that's really big for us because we're huge believers in creating that momentum. We have big dreams that we're trying to make come true in our lives. So um, that becomes the catch of that. That's really important to us and maybe less important to you. All right. Um, next question is from Jet Graham Lee. How do we know if we're actually beta or alpha? So one, I just want to really take a minute to beat to death. I don't know that it really matters there. So there's no right or wrong way. There's only like what's working for you guys in the relationship. But if you want to define roles, then I think it comes down to who wants to be the um, one creating the vision, who wants to be the ultimate decision maker, who's that person that's really going to step out front and provide the leadership in the group so that you're not tugging in opposite directions, that you're growing in the same um, direction, that you're growing at something approaching the same pace. And then once you establish that, then it's where is the other person bringing their value as well? Because you guys need to both bring an equal amount of value to the relationship. You need to acknowledge that you're each bringing the equal amount of value. And so for us in the alpha beta thing, it was really about where do you want to be? What do you value in your life? What feels good? So 
speaking to Lisa and how she ended up in the beta role, she doesn't enjoy, just at like a neurochemical level, she doesn't enjoy being out front. She doesn't enjoy having to be the one to take this very nebulous world of like all the options, all the things that we could do, all the ways that we could execute against it, and trying to like bring it down to the finite way in which we're actually going to execute. And I find that people really do break into those two camps where you have one, the, the visionary, right? They're often called the visionary leader. The problem is that makes it sound cool when really it's the oftentimes the head in the clouds, the dreamer, the one that like has all these ideas but doesn't know how to make it really concrete to move forward. So part of this is in Western culture, we use like these really idealized words for the leader. And I think that the executor really gets the shaft. But the reality is that's just linguistics. The truth of moving something forward and being able to execute, you've really got to have both. So depending on what you lean towards, depending on whether you want to be in that world of dreams and vision and the abstract ideas, or you want to be in the world of very concrete, um, you know, itemizable steps, things that you can check off a list, like depending on where you fall, I'll say is what determines whether you're alpha or beta. Um, again, one is not better than the other. One is not more useful. I think they're equally important, especially in a relationship. So um, again, they're just roles. It's not that one is better than the other. All right. Next up is from Christian Barraza. Did this happen naturally or did you really have to sit and talk about these roles? So there was some of it that happened naturally because by the time that we got together, actually that's not true. By the time we got together, I had realized I wanted to be a leader and I'd spent years developing uh, my leadership skills. And Lisa, at the time that she came to it, she was talking about this earlier, um, we came somewhat as two alphas. And I would say that the early scuffles in our relationship had a lot to do with that. Like who was going to um, lead, who was going to exist in the realm of ideas, uh, and then who was going to really bring that down to earth and make it concrete. And it doesn't manifest itself like that. At first, it just manifests itself as you're butting heads, you're arguing a lot, you're arguing over stupid shit, like where you should, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> where you should go to eat, who should be booking uh, travel and things like that. So for instance, in the beginning, I would try to surprise Lisa um, all the time. And we would end up with a worse vacation because I'm not as good at the planning phase. And so we j I just had to acknowledge that all these things that are traditionally male, um, spatial relationships. So knowing like, you know, where we should be, not getting lost, things like that. Welcome Sorry back. About that. Um, and uh, spatial relations, um, being like really logical and execution, like all of that stuff, technically as a guy being systems oriented, I should be better, but I am absolutely terrible at virtually all of that stuff whereas Lisa really shines at that stuff. And so having to accept that she just has more credibility, that she's better at that, and so then we did start talking about it. So rather than fighting and feel like, this needs to be my decision, being the young, arrogant guy who's now grappling at what real leadership is and thinking that alpha means dominant, because I really did not understand it in the beginning, um, and that I wanted her to submit to my superior authority, uh, which never happened. And so it created all this conflict. And so then it became, well, she doesn't want to be the decision maker, the leader anyway, but she needs at a deep and fundamental level as a human, she needs to know that her ideas are heard. And 
then over time you begin to realize, I not only do I need to really listen to this, I need to acknowledge that she has more credibility in um, areas of execution than I do, just simple as. So when it came to figuring something out logistically, when it came to like how should we approach a holiday just to go back to the thing about surprises, we just realize that the truth of what she's good at, the truth of um, you know where we each have credibility was planning is all her. So while the vision, the idea, where we should go, that kind of thing, or sorry, like how we should go about vacations and things like that, I would end up making those decisions. Um, she had earned that credibility over time about the logistics and planning, so now I never surprise her anymore because it will always be worse if it's a surprise. Uh, we just learned that the hard way. So um, yeah, and then we talked about all that. So all the things that we're talking about now were things we had real conversations about that. Like, should I stop surprising you? Because I feel like I suck at this. Yes, you actually do suck at this. And so, I mean, we didn't use those words, but it's pretty direct. Uh, so talking about this stuff in the most like obvious and blatant way possible, like saying, hey, I want the alpha role, meaning I want the leadership. I recognize now that it's not about dominance. I recognize that we are equal partners. I mean, these were the actual words we were saying. And then really feeling through action that each of us sees the other person as our absolute 100% equal, um, that goes a long way. And that's how you can have these conversations successfully. All right. Thank you for holding down the fort, by the way. 100%. Anytime. You've done it for me. All right. <laughs> Would you rather segment? Would you rather be two betas in a relationship or two alphas in a relationship? Oh, God. Probably two betas. I think alphas may get a little hot-headed. They're both nightmare scenarios. Yeah. It is my personality to prefer two betas because two alphas is just, like you said, it's that hot-headed collision. We've both seen a relationship between two alphas. It was so awkward. Oh, it's terrible. To be around. And every time we create discomfort here at this company, it's because we're hitting each other as um, like two alphas, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. two alphas? Try not to throw you under the bus here, but yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, next, would you rather? Would you rather talk to your partner online every day or only talk to your partner in person once a week? Oh. Uh, and I assume the once a week, oh, it's in person, yeah, it says that. Um, I would rather once a week in person. Yeah. There's no substitute for in person. say that, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, would you rather have a frequent argument about relationship roles Alpha and beta of financial roles, breadwinner and housewife. Oh, that's wow. a good one. Oh, God. Would you rather have a frequent argument about relationship roles, alpha and beta, or financial roles, breadwinner and housewife? God, they're both Ooh, like difficult. moments of identity, which are really terrifying yeah. arguments to have. Um, I think I'd rather argue about alpha and beta. Really? Yeah. I was going to say financial roles. God dang, people break up over finances. And it's like, I worry that if there's an argument to be made, if the other person is saying like, no, I'm not just a housewife, and the person is not acknowledging that, like if you actually accept that alpha and beta are equally powerful roles and they're just roles, yeah, I mean, God, anybody that though isn't able to see what a potent and value-add relationship a housewife is, like, but it, I think there's more baggage around it. Maybe only because you and I really came to terms with how powerful a beta is. Mm. Um, they're both landmines. You're dying either way. It's all bad. Shame on you for even asking. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no good answer to that one. There's just death everywhere. Oh, all right, back to fan questions. This is from Anthony Pitoros. 
Hi guys, I've always considered myself a beta male in my relationship and have always dated beta women, which typically leads to relationships that are lacking in areas like communication, decision making, and limited to limited to no argument due to both people trying to please and appease the other. Yes, my head's going to snap off. I'm nodding so hard. (laughs) I'm wondering, should I be dating an alpha woman? And do you think that there are alpha women who appreciate and find beta men attractive? 100%. 100%. I can tell you that that is absolutely true. So I just cannot stress enough. One role is not better than the other. There's nothing wrong with being a beta male. There are some beta males in my life. They're, They're beautiful humans beyond all reason and measure. And so... Yeah, there, there's just absolutely nothing wrong. There's a lot of cultural baggage around it. I fully recognize that. But one of the most beautiful marriages I have ever seen is between a beta male and an alpha woman. And it's not about dominance and submission. It's about just knowing, am I the visionary in this? Am I the one that wants to deal in the abstract realm of ideas? And long after listening to everybody and valuing everybody's opinion, do I want to be the one to make the final decision when we hit loggerheads? That's an alpha. So it just comes down to whether you want that or whether you want to be the one that goes, okay, cool, I, I, I accept your leadership because I think it's awesome. I think your leadership is great. I think you lead us in an awesome direction and I'm going to make that happen because that's where I'm comfortable. That's where I want to be. I want to go execute, which by the way is why to beta sketch out because you're both waiting for the vision to go execute against. And so it you get in like this like you're trying to please the other person like you want that's where you're getting your sense of identity and worth is like I took the vision and I made it real. And so when you have people that are just waiting for that vision, oh God, it's super weird. But at least it's not the aggressive collision of two alphas. Yeah, I mean, we know a couple, and maybe this is who you're talking about, but we know a couple who, when they were married, they were both betas, and one of them was happy, the other one wasn't. In their first marriages. And they separated, and the guy went and married an alpha woman, and she wanted to be the alpha woman, he wanted to be the alpha guy, and now their relationship is absolutely We are talking about the exact same people. But we'd seen them in their first marriage be... beta and beta and neither of them were happy because they were both expecting that person and so i just and and when they broke up the beta went and found an alpha and sorry the one that wanted an alpha found an alpha they both found alphas there we go but one happened to be finding a male alpha and one happened to be finding a female alpha so yeah definitely going back to like neither one is good or bad neither one is better than the other i just think it's so important to have a discussion with your partner about okay well whose role is this because the worst thing is to live a life where you're just waiting for the other person to let's say quote unquote step up right but maybe they're just not naturally meant to be alphas maybe they're not interested in being alphas and the other person's kind of waiting waiting hoping pushing encouraging but then that's not what they necessarily want so you i think you have to identify that you have to have that conversation in your relationship so that you're not just either wasting both of your time or just expecting the other one to act and you feel maybe disappointed right like if i was looking for an alpha and you were a beta Mm. and we didn't have the discussion i think over time i would feel disappointed and maybe i might even I don't know, but I could see almost me taking it personally. Like, well, why doesn't he want to step up? I'm trying to encourage him. I'm trying to do this. But it's actually got nothing to do with me. It's got to do with you and what position you want to take in that relationship. So I just let battery... Um, so yeah I think that it's super super important no we're good Um, super super important to have those discussions so if you're a beta male and you want an alpha woman go for it amazing I think you 
you know, should have that conversation when you find that woman and make sure that she wants a beta man because going back to like, you don't want one of them to want, you know, just waffling. Yeah, you get the point. Word. Word. All right, next question. This is from Kelly Foss. I'd argue that you can have a successful relationship with two dominant dominant alphas but only if both individuals are compassionate and supportive of each other the problem lies when you become competitive with each other would you argue Thank would you guys. agree oh no i think she means agree maybe agree. don't you think it yeah, says agree, would you yeah, argue yeah, agree. Yeah. um yeah i just think at some point you guys are going to come to a head like i can't see you and maybe you can and maybe i'm wrong and that would be amazing but at least in my head i can't see a world where i would live my entire life without coming to head with you like we always respect each other but we still disagree and we still get to a point where sometimes you have to go okay especially with business like all right this is a decision we're gonna make. or even with a family like let's say it's financial and you're like hey i really think that we need to invest in this and this is why now you just made shit hard i know because i was about to like come at you and say the way she describes it yeah it sounds like it would work but what you're saying now, there are, there are real problems. We could drag people into some terrifying waters about, okay, now you disagree over some seriously fundamental right. shit. How, do you, bring up, what do, you how do? do you bring up your kids? Yeah. I mean, even that, God, that's even trickier about alpha and beta. But like, God, that's, um, yeah. I just think there's no world where you're going to live your entire life without ever coming to a head. So if you come to the head, what do you do in those situations? That's what I would worry about. Without that, that's the right question, right? So yes, it's possible. I think virtually anything, in fact, anything that doesn't violate the laws of physics is possible. So it is very possible for two betas to just love the dynamic they have. It is very possible for two alphas to love the dynamic that they have. And maybe they push each other and they like actually kind of dig that like intensity and a bit of the fighting. Cool. I'm not judging that. Um, I've never seen it work. And the relationships where I've seen where people are like that, it makes me deeply uncomfortable just to be around it. But that doesn't mean that they're, they may just be bad examples of how to do it right. Or, or even more interestingly, <clears throat> it is a nightmare scenario for me because I love being an alpha and I love having a strong beta. And so I don't want that relationship, but they're still together. So two alphas that when I see from the outside, I am mortified by their relationship. I'm disgusted if I can be so honest because you wouldn't want it. because I wouldn't want it but that doesn't mean that they're not happy they may love it they may love that like battle I don't know it's not for me I would hate that in a way that I cannot explain but hey man if they're happy I'm all for it it just so happens that the relationships I'm closest to have all played out in terms of me knowing the real deep internal happiness of the person that when they find that balance of equality but different roles, those have always been the most beautiful. But there's just full disclosure, there's an element of just what makes me comfortable. Mm. And seeing people clash all the time makes me crazy uncomfortable. Yeah, like digging your heels in because. And I think that that's probably where the competitive thing comes in. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if you are competitive, who's going to back down? Well, then it just becomes really like who's stronger with the will to not back down. And like you need your path to be the path chosen because you're competitive so you want to win you want to prove that you were right Eesh. Yeah. but if you can avoid that then it really could work i can yeah. see that hmm. i would hate it personally um all right next question this is from jenna marie do you think the alpha of the relationship has to make more money <coughs> could the majority could the majority breadwinner of the family actually be the beta of the relationship 
on three, we're going to say our answers at the same time. Ready? Yeah. So it's one, two, three, then answer. Which one are we answering? There's kind of two questions here. Do you think the alpha of the relationship has to make more money? Well, it's the same question, right? right. Could they make more money and the breadwinner of the family, could they be the beta? Okay. One, right? two, three. Yes. yes. 100%. 100% has nothing to do with how much money you make. This is, that, that really, I think, goes back to the confusion about people thinking that one is better, one has to do with dominance, the other with submission. Man, or importance. Or importance, 100%. So, absolutely, you could have somebody who is just dynamite at their job and they are beta all day long. I'll give you an example nobody's going to argue. So, let's say that you have um, a female beta and they're a world famous actress and so they're making 60 million dollars a year and their husband is danny motor and he's wow. making is that, that wasn't his name? being shy no just as i was saying it was like that's exactly what came to mind and he was probably pulling like on a year where he's crushing it before he meets her this is um julia roberts husband he's probably making hundred and twenty thousand, maybe two hundred thousand. like let's just be crazy so the like disparity between the two is pure insanity. But when you see her talk about him, my guess is that or Oprah, Oprah and Stedman, was, oh, even right, better because they've Oprah, yeah. they've like shown themselves on camera. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you know, and like yeah, it it seems pretty clear that in that relationship there is at least times where she plays the beta. And, and I, I can't say in real life, but... Yeah, and in fact, that's actually one thing. This is one thing that really hit me, like the documentary of The Wolves hit you. The one thing I remember really hitting me is here I was watching Oprah, and this is actually back when I was a housewife, before we started Quest, and I was sitting watching Oprah, um, you know, feeling like, I want, I want to be a strong woman. It's like, oh, but I have to, like, be submissive to the husband and all of that. And I watched this episode of Oprah. She wanted to get a dog because her dog had passed away. And so Stedman took her to like a, a dog um, breeding and she's like, okay, you can choose one dog. So she goes there and she sees this just like massive litter of puppies. And she's like, oh, just like, I just want them all. Like, okay, there was like eight of them or something. She's like, can I just get A? And she looked at Stedman and she's like, I just, I want to get all A. And he's like, no, you can't get A. Now here's the, one of the most <laughs> powerful women in the world well, it's like, Stedman, she, do you know who you're talking to? Yeah, she That's could, Oprah. She could buy the breeding facility, yeah. let's face it. And she was like, no, but I really want all of them. And he's like, no. He's like, it's way too much. We can't handle it. Like, I don't want that many dogs. So maximum you can have is three. That's that's the line. And he drew the line in the sand. He's like, I, you can just get three. And so here, Oprah is like, okay. <laughs> and I, I was blown away because she didn't say F you, right? right? Who are you talking to? They had a dynamic between them where she they had their roles right he basically felt it seemed like the right. alpha she was the beta but who would ever say oprah's weak who would ever say that obviously she's so freaking wealthy i'm sure making so much more money than him but she's not weak she's not submissive um but they had a very like clear respect for each other and it hit me so hard i mean this is like 10 years ago this happened or something and i remember as you can tell like it still gets me like i just love that so much the dynamic. So, um, yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with money. Agreed. All right. Next question. This is from Sterling Stein. Hi, y'all. See how I did it with the accent? That was good, actually. I think my role realistically is alpha, but I have been feeling that if I don't embrace that, I may grow to resent the lack of execution in the relationship. I feel we're at a standstill and something must be done, but I feel bossy if I'm trying to make serious moves. I feel frustrated and stuck. What should I do? 
Um, I'm not 100% clear at the beginning. Realistically in alpha, but, but does that mean that they're playing the beta? That if I don't embrace that, like, I may grow to resent the lack of execution in the relationship. I think maybe he's saying he is beta, but there are lacks of execution in his relationship. So maybe he's forced to take the alpha role because he doesn't want to be bitter. Or is he saying that I, I really am an alpha, but I spend all my time executing because if I don't, there's going to be no execution. Okay, let's, let's take it as that. Let's yeah, so that, uh, there's a few things at play. I mean, one of it just may be that you potentially have a partner that's not pulling their weight. That is entirely possible. Um, some of it is like, have you guys agreed on what you're doing in the relationship? So the words you're using sound very entrepreneurial and it's possible that you, you may have a partner that didn't buy into an entrepreneurial life, that they may want a life that edges more towards the, um, you know, uh, the, the calm, the stress-free. And so they may not have like a go, go, go mentality. And if you do have a go, go, go mentality, because you say like there's a lack of execution in the relationship, like, what are you guys trying to execute against exactly? So making sure that you have that conversation, that you each know, like, what the expectation is. A lot of times there are silent expectations that haven't been discussed. The other person may not buy into them, and they feel so obvious to you. Like, it doesn't feel like it's an expectation. It just feels like that's the way the world is. Like, if the person isn't doing that, that's just crazy town. And so once you have the conversation and realize that the other person just may not see the world that way, um, then it, it can get really tricky and get very dicey. So um, I would start with that, just really talking about what are our expectations. Put them all out on the table. Want the other person to win. So this isn't a setup to get them to own like you've been failing this whole time. It's like to get to just get it out on the table and to be willing to be wrong, to be willing to be swayed by their perspective. Um, and that, I think, is, is super important. And one thing I might think that would help is bring up a past experience that you guys have gone through and say, okay, well, now with our new establishment of our roles, you're doing this, I'm doing this, how would we handle that situation differently? How would you want me to handle it? And how would you handle it? And vice versa. Like, get uber specific and detailed because there's so many small little nuances that can, I think, slip through the cracks. Um, so that when the next situation comes up, you're like, I thought you were going to be Alpha and I thought you were going to be Beta. It's like, keep discussing it. Keep discussing it. Okay, well, what should we do differently next time? Like, that has made such a difference, I think, for us. Because we keep reassessing our actions and improving them over time. Because guaranteed, you're going to have miscommunication. There are going to be circumstances where you, you are both on different pages. And so I think just reassessing, re-going over the situation and how you would improve it, I think would really help. Truth. So. All right, guys. Well, that's all we got time for today. All right, guys. Press that share button if we did bring you value. And if you like this topic, give this a thumbs up. And also, if you've got any other subjects you want us to cover, please drop them in the comments below because we're always, always listening. That would be amazing. Guys, thank you as always. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Bye, Take care. Guys. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.